topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome to the Phoenix 5-0 Info Show. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis with the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. As always, we're coming to you from the Phoenix Police Headquarters in downtown. And I'm joined today by two special folks. Uh, you've probably heard them before. Sergeant Brian Bauer. Thank well, you for, hello. Thanks for joining us, Brian. And, of course. Uh, joined once again by Sergeant Robert Shearer. Back again, boss. How are we doing? Great. Thanks. I appreciate you guys being here. We're here to talk about something very special, very near and dear to us. We are honoring heroes this year. Uh, we do this every year, but this is a special ceremony that we're going to talk about. It is the Phoenix Police Annual Awards Ceremony brought to us by the Phoenix Police Foundation. They they are benefactors in this, but it's a special night where we bring out the heroes uh, from a particular calendar uh, uh, period of time where uh, they're doing amazing things out there. This is both sworn professional and civilians that are uh, receiving honors, uh, special awards and medals uh, don on given to them by the chief in front of their friends and family uh, in a special theater that uh, we've arranged to have uh, available for us. We're going to um, we're going to uh, give them you know so the the VIP treatment but the whole night. Um, do you guys know some of the medals that we're going to be handing out some of the categories tonight or that night? Well, I know one of the big ones is going to be uh, Valor Awards, uh, but we also have the Unit Award, which encompasses an entire unit of our police department that all showed outstanding performance throughout the year. That's the police chief's unit. Yeah. Yeah. So typically we'll do that. We'll do the Supervisor of the Year. Uh, you mentioned uh, the Medal of Valor, the Medal of Merit. Uh, each of those has a civilian equivalent. Um, the Certificate of Meritorious Conduct, the Certificate of Valorous Conduct, um, and then a big one, the largest category. Rob, do you know what that one is? Yeah, the Life Saving Award. So, yeah, those are um, – it's pretty wild to actually look back. You think in a year calendar time how many incidents these officers on the street, whether it's on the street or in some of these incidents, they're, they're on vacation or it's just their personal life, where they're going above and beyond and their actions save the lives of another um, heroes in every sense um, and it's it's an awesome uh, time to to honor them so we'll give a medal of life-saving to our employees we'll also issue a certificate of life-saving to the civilians that are honored uh, as part of that as well uh, the category of this the description in order to earn this is that are actions that are taken that preserve or save the life or prolong the life of an individual um, who is in distress. So you're walking down the street, you see someone in need, you take action. Uh, it could very well qualify depending on, on the circumstances, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of started. And I know Brian, uh, Brian can talk a little bit more to this because he's actually personally involved in, in one of these, these, uh, this process of, of getting someone awarded with a medal, but, um, it's just, ac it's something recognized by a supervisor or really anybody that nominates these individuals, describes the story, sends it to the chain of command, gets to an awards, um, committee and it's voted on. Um, and again, there's the, the life-saving word. It's always significant in numbers, but every situation truly involves actions being taken by whoever is involved in that scenario where it results in, in saving a life. So there's going to be dozens of people that might receive this medal or this award just in this particular calendar year that we're, uh, uh, that we're addressing. Um, and it, it, it would take all night to tell each one of their individual stories. So, you know, we're going to bring them all up there. We're going to let them have uh, just that, that brief time with the chief. 
puts the medal on, shakes their hand. We're going to stream the event live. Um, and, but it all starts with somebody stepping up and recognizing that. And so, Sergeant Bauer, you've actually done that, right? You've, you've submitted a request for somebody to be considered for the Medal of Life Saving. Is that right? Yes, I have. Uh, but I do also want to, before we get into the story and, and what that process is, is uh, a lot of these situations, either you as a supervisor see it directly and you can write about it. Some of them you may never even know about and officers just talk about amongst each other. Uh, so it's it's a matter of getting to know your officers, getting to know your employees, and understanding that this stuff happens, and a lot of time it might not even be recognized. So although we're dealing with dozens of life-saving awards, there's a potential that there's a lot more out there that we just weren't able to get to because maybe the officer was too shy, uh, didn't expand upon it. Uh, so there are some uh, some heroes that are still out there that deserve a lot of kudos for the great work that they do day in and day out that might not be recognized. I just want to make sure that uh, everybody's aware that it's incredible work that these officers do. It's hard sometimes to get uh, heroes to stand up and let, allow themselves to be to be thanked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about some stories. What, what do you guys have? Um, I can go. Yeah, uh, go ahead. One of these kind of relative. This is, this is a life-saving award. So one kind of we were detailing earlier. Um, this actually happened in July, so because heat comes into a, a factor in this. Two officers that were actually working a patrol supplemental shift, and we've kind of discussed some of this, but basically that was officers that aren't assigned to patrol on a regular basis. These two were assigned to our academy. Um, they get assigned patrol shifts, and they go out, and they supplement patrol. They add numbers to patrol, take care of calls for service. Um, uh, sometimes there's kind of a connotation on those officers going back. Um, they, they don't do patrol on an everyday basis. Um, but in this circumstance, these two officers are ready and willing uh, to do what they need to do to, to show what we do on a daily basis out there on the street. Uh, these officers responded to a call where a two-year-old was actually locked inside a car. Uh, for context, it was about 106 that day, uh, middle of July, a very warm, warm day. These officers got to the scene, attempted to obviously go through the, the manner of attempting to open the car doors, realized it was locked. Um, they broke the window via a hammer that actually a, a police assistant had on scene also. Still couldn't get the door open. Um, in, in these circumstances, we all kind of understand and, and you know theorize any or even train that heat inside the car goes up significantly. Um, 80% of that um, increase in temperature happens within the first 10 minutes of that car door being closed and, and locked. Um, they estimated at the time they actually got to this child, it was 122 degrees inside that car. And if, if we would have waited until Phoenix Fire Department got on scene, it would have been well over 130 degrees. That does not react well with the human body in any shape or form, more or less a two-year-old. You're essentially, you're baking. Yeah, you're baking inside. That two-year-old was was in a locked seat, couldn't get out themselves, obviously. These officers weren't able to open the door. One of the officers actually jumped through the window. Um, the glass did, you know, he did sustain minor injuries from the glass, um, but he was able to get the child out, render aid until fire got there. Um, all the medical staff involved in the, the post-treatment of this incident all said this was beyond heroic. That child was would have potentially sustained, you know, irreversible injuries, you know, resulting from the heat and how quickly that little body is going to take that heat in and not be able to get rid of it. So amazing. And when you talk to those officers, you give me that, well, I was just doing what anybody, any one of us would do. Absolutely. That's exactly what they say. A lot of them, like you said, are, are uncomfortable going to this, you know, it's an awesome thing to sit even as a peer of some of them and, and hear some of their actions and be like, man, that is, that's an awesome, awesome story. Um, 
but yeah, it's a lot of them are like, yeah, of course I did it. And I do it again and I've done it before and I'll do it again. And I, I don't think it's special, but obviously this is, this is one of those circumstances where a life was saved and should be honored. Incredible. Sergeant Bauer, what do you got? So what I had was a emergency call. It was a shooting that happened in North Phoenix. Uh, details on the call said that two individuals were shot. Both of these ended up being young juvenile kids. Uh, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, officers first got on scene. They contacted the two victims that were laying on the ground. Uh, it was nighttime, so they had to go through, are the suspects still outstanding? Um, keeping in concern for their own safety that they're still outstanding suspects that may have guns uh, in the area. Uh, but when they started working on these victims, uh, both juveniles, again, it was quick reaction on their part, uh, cutting off clothing, identify where the injuries were, making sure that more units were en route to start looking for the suspects while they concentrated on the medical portion of it. Uh, so when I showed up, again, I was directly involved, so I was able to see exactly what took place and to recognize these, these four officers that did an outstanding job with everything in total. Again, reacting to the injuries as well as reacting to uh, what was going on outside of that particular scene. Um, but with my follow-up, it was involved with the hospital as well. So I contacted those emergency personnel at the hospital, all the different surgeons and doctors that worked on these two individuals, um, provided that information to them. They got to watch the body camera and they saw personally exactly what the officers did that was so heroic. Uh, they were astonished. They were uh, very pleased with the reaction that the officers did both professionally, medically, and they told me directly that, yes, this absolutely had great effect on the survivability of both of the victims. That's a key component when we rely on medical professionals to tell us, no, what you did actually did preserve or prolong that life. Yep. And, and that's one of the checkboxes for the process is making sure that uh, the information that you put in for these write-ups, it's substantiated. Uh, it always looks better when it's substantiated by a surgeon who is directly involved in the, the incident. Uh, in this case, I had multiple doctors that all wrote uh, an amazing detailed event on exactly what these officers did that was incredible, that helps save both of these individuals' lives. That's incredible. I want to share a story real quick about a civilian, uh, not an employee, just somebody out in the community, right place, right time, took it upon himself to go out and do what he did. He's, he's, I'm just going to call him Michael, and he is getting the civilian equivalent for the Medal of Valor. This is the Certificate of Valorous Conduct. Uh, and it was back in June. And it was about 9 p.m., and uh, we had actually, Phoenix Police received a call of a collision with injuries and a possible victim trapped in a burning car. And this was the area of 38th Drive and Thunderbird. The car was burning, actively on fire, was up against a house, and the fire was actually starting to spread. More details, more gruesome details started to come in for this call involving a motorcycle rider that was hit multiple times, just carnage and mayhem. Uh, Michael was at home when he heard the initial collision. He went outside to see a second collision involving this motorcycle. And, of course, his first concern was for the safety of just about everybody, but anybody in the vehicles that he couldn't see. Um, so he put their welfare above his own and selflessly sprinted across seven lanes of cross traffic towards the carnage of these burning vehicles and this wreckage. And he did this in sandals, no less. He threw open the car door best he could on this hot car to try to rescue a trapped woman. Her clothes were still on fire. Michael reached in. He undid his seat belt, her seatbelt, pulled her from the burning car, and the fire started to spread to Michael's clothes as he's rescuing her. So you could picture this thing, uh, this, this whole situation unfolding. Michael suffered severe burns, and he used his own shirt to put out the fire that had started on his foot. 
as well as the woman's burning clothes. So she suffered third-degree burns to her her back. Uh, But Michael's selfless, heroic acts undoubtedly saved her life eventually. So um, we have uh, one of our assistant uh, chiefs, executive assistant chief, Sean Connolly, later commented that Mr. Ader's actions exemplify what our community is and why it is so great. It's what an amazing demonstration of heroism and valor. So uh, just one of those instances where, you know, we're, 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 we're grateful for these members of the community. They don't consider themselves heroes. Sometimes they look at us and we're the heroes, but really it's, it's about the person and what they bring out of themselves given the moment. Yeah. And it sounds like zero hesitation on that, which is, I mean, how many actions he had to take place to, to get to that point. He was a driven human being at that point to, to save somebody's life. Incredible. So in addition to these life savings, valorous acts, meritous acts, meritorious acts, we're going to uh, honor some volunteers, too. Just the volunteers that have given thousands of hours. A couple of them actually have gone on to become uh, full-time employees, but they started by donating all of that time. We have uh, Phoenix Police Reserve officers who are going to be helping out with this ceremony uh, uh, security, and they their sworn time in uniform is given uh, voluntarily too. So we've got a lot of people that we're going to honor. So the event that we're talking about for this year is September 13th, 2023 and follow us on social media and you'll be able to see us stream this event. So I want to thank, uh, sergeants Bauer and Cher for joining us today on the show. Uh, I want to thank a producer, Pablo. I want to thank Bonneville for the time. And as always, you can help fight crime in your community, potentially earn a cash reward, and remain completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org and call 480-WITNESS. You can visit us at social uh, on our social media platforms, uh, phoenix.gov slash police. We're on all platforms. And like I said, this event, it's going to be streaming. So uh, definitely join us for that. Uh, until next time, just remember that we're all in this together. And be safe. You've been listening to 5 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.